I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. Do you want to know how I met Pam Oi for the very first time? Pray tell. I went for an audition because there was this point in time where I was like, I think like three years into radio and I was like, you know, I want to, I want to live that dream. I want to be on Broadway. So I saw this listing to audition for a play, mm. Emperor's New Clothes. Oh, I thought mm. Dim Sum Dolly. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be a Dim Sum Dolly. <laughs> so I went and I sang Adele and <gasps> I got to know the person that was auditioning me and it was none other than the iconic Pam Ui. And I think she liked me, I wasn't sure. And then she asked for my radio schedule and I was like, there's no way I can actually make it because I do the night show, but I just felt like auditioning because I just wanted to try. You know, I think the auditioning process meant more to me than actually getting it. Mm -hmm. And now she's sitting right across us. (laughs) So Pam, tell us, how did he do in the audition? I asked him for his radio schedule. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I was ready to have him in the cast. Yes. And, and, and I made you play an instrument. Did I not? Yeah, you, 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 you did You came everything. with a guitar. Mm. You would have been perfect in the cast. But Aww. then we couldn't even get past the, oh, I'm doing the night show. Yeah. <laughs> we kept in contact through the years. And you've been nothing but this sort of encouraging, like guardian angel in the background. Because there are a few, there are a few guardian angels that happen to be in the media industry as well. One of them is Hosean Leong. Mm. Someone I know you've worked with many yes, times many as well. Times, yeah. And now both Samjo and I, we've seen Fag Hag. This brand new production. It's this one woman show on the surface, but there's a lot more people involved. Well, Fag Hag was actually staged first in 2018. It was part of the Singapore Theatre Festival, but it was only on for like four days, you know, so very few people got to watch it. It was the 10th anniversary of Ping Dot. I'm an actor, I'm a singer, I'm a director, but I've always kind of been a a little bit afraid of stand-up comedy, you know? Okay. But then, when you watch fag-hag comedians like Margaret Cho, Mm. and then I watched her, she came to Singapore, and I thought, I have performed so many times at Happy, short stand-up performances at Happy, which was a, a gay bar in 2004 to 2006 in Tanjung Paga. And the reception was amazing. Mm. I should string all the material together and do a LGBTQ audience-oriented type show. I just never got around to do it. There's another Australian one called Pam M. Have you heard of her? No. Pam M? Yes. She comes on as an air stewardess and her entire audience is gay. So inspired by Pam M and Margaret Cho, I just thought, this is... I really think there's a market for this in Singapore, but just never got around to do it. Ivan Heng, as he often does, pushed me off the cliff in 2018 and said, girl, just write down this stuff and just do it. And we went through so many titles, you know. Ivan said, why don't we reclaim this term, fag hag? Just call it fag hag, plain and simple. It's about your relationship with the gay men in your life, your journey. The seedling of it was that, I want to be Margaret Cho. And, um, <laughs> and when I saw her on stage, when she came to Singapore, I was like, my God, she is amazing. I was like, how do I? I can't. And I got invited on stage to take a photo with her. And I wore my rainbow chong sum. Wow. What did she say? Did she say anything about it? No, no she didn't. She just smiled. Um, could picture me and la la la, yeah. You should have just told her, like, I'm you, but Singaporean. I hadn't done the show yet. Um, you know what I mean? Now okay. you can. I should have said, I want to be like you. Wow. 
Yeah. You cover like your life story, but at the same time, I think one thing that I was quite surprised by was it was patriotic. At the same time, it was a lot of love for Singapore. Like there were a lot of problems with Singapore that you very openly talked about. There's one scene where with all the different、uh, languages, yeah, all the different flags of the countries where、um, marriage equality has been achieved. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah. That means、uh, gay marriage has been recognized legally. There were many different countries and like territories, like some of them very close to us, like Taiwan.、Mm. But then we're Singapore. Yeah, you know, so think, far away, right? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that you felt that it was patriotic. Okay, maybe patriotic shouldn't be the word, but I felt I didn't feel watching Fag Hag like. I wanted to just leave Singapore, and I hate Singapore.、Mm. I felt like this was a Singaporean person showing me Singapore and the work that Singapore needs to do. And I felt a love for my country to make this change happen.、Mm. Mm. So, I'm so glad that you said that. Really, yeah, because I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> tired and intense. The next generation needs to carry on the fight. I'm still here. I'm not that old, but、I'm, I'll still fight. But this needs to go on to the next generation, so that it just really comes to a point in time where why is this even an issue? Please, just get rid of three seven seven eight and move on. There's so many other things we need to do that are far more important. This is a non-issue. Unfortunately, it is a very big issue in Singapore, and so we have to hand the the baton over to the next generation. Yeah, and this essentially ties in with. The ending, which, if I'm going to be really honest, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone,、mm. it really choked me up. It basically kind of paints this image of if future generations don't carry on the fight, and this is what's going to happen. I would say I'm kind of like at that age. I'm in my thirties. I'm not too old, not too young, but at the same time, I feel like it's time to start speaking up.、Mm. I I do worry sometimes, like you know, if if my juniors or those that come after me, or even those my peers, like you know, who are of the same age, if they don't speak up for what's right, no one's going to do the speaking for us. Like you know, there's not always going to be like a Pam Oi and an Ivan Hing who's going to be around doing in theater. <laughs> well, speaking of the next generation, and I guess a different kind of fight, in the middle of the year when you started promoting Fag Hag, there was a group. On social media, that took offense and called out the show's title. Even at some points as well, it got a little bit personal. Yeah. And you and I were hosting、uh, Queers Got Talent. Yes. During that time, we were、yes. both judges for that show, yes. and、uh, you were behind the scenes. And I was like thinking, should I go over and like encourage you? Are you okay? I don't really know. How are you feeling? Because it was blowing up on social media. Yeah. On one hand, I was like, "Okay, great, more people are hearing about the show." Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, "What if this backfires?" And I don't want like a dear friend of mine who has such great intentions to get ugh, the word cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for for us older people, we were surprised because it wasn't the first time we were staging the show,、mm-hmm. and when it happened in 2018, there was none of this, right?、Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there was a there was a big hoo ha、uh, online. Uh, it was the week before the show opened, so I really. Had many other things to think about. I couldn't live in the social media world. I had to memorize lines, choreography, and also it made me feel like I was going to be okay when so many other people jumped in to stand up for me. Yeah. And what was also very interesting was that there were also a lot of young people who jumped in and stood up for me. You know, I'm a very public figure in terms of Pink Dot. If you go to Pink Dot, 
I'm I'm the fleur who counts down everybody every year, you know? Yeah, annual so, event, you're always hosting it yeah, as well. I, yeah, I, I, I host the last part of it. I'm always counting everybody down, always commanding everybody to turn on and turn off their torchlight and wave it around. So I decided, you know what? This is an online fight that I have no brain space to fight right now. So you guys do it and I'm going to open a show in a few days' time. Yeah, so I didn't engage at all. As with all things on social media, it died down by itself. It was a very big hoo-ha mm. for a very short while. And then it died down, you know? And then there were still people who talked to me about it. After Queers Got Talent, you know, someone said, okay, I'm still not comfortable with using the term fag hag, so I don't think I'm comfortable coming to watch your show. I'm like, that's fine. That's really fine. It's, it's really um, your prerogative. But if you did come and watch the show, then you would realize that it's a big yeah. term of endearment, you that's know? That's the thing. Like, it's I, a, it's a, and I think Alfian said it so well. It is a term of endearment that strictly gay people and their fact hacks can reclaim. And it's context. I'm not saying it in a derogatory way. I'm naming myself the fag hag mm. because my friends name themselves fags and this is a term that we've given ourselves you know it's not done in a hurtful way it's not a term that i'm throwing at somebody else to make them feel bad it's something that we named ourselves and the show really explains it when you yeah. go to the show i remember talking uh, to rachel after that and i was like i can't think of any other title to give the show it just should be called fag hag yeah because there's so many i think more important things discussed in the show and i would encourage anyone uh, if if you're listening to this episode right now you remember the controversy but you have not seen the show all the more for you to see the show first before figuring out where you stand when it comes to reclaiming uh, harmful, hurtful words, especially towards the community. Yeah. One of my very good friends ex uh, explained on Facebook that between 2004 and 2006, when the gay bar Happy was opened on Tanjung Paga Road, mm -hmm. we had Fag Hag Appreciation Night once a month. You know? What? <laughs> fag Hag Appreciation Night. That was the title of the event. That was the like title of the night. night? Is it ladies' night? It's not ladies' night, okay? It's all the gay men brought their fag hags oh my to the bar. Fag hags got free drinks. There were badges, happy made badges, fag hag, fag stack, and fags um, badges. And there was all kind of a singing competition between the fag hags. There was, and, the, and the most memorable thing that happened was um, there was arm wrestling competitions between the fag hags. So you'll have two women down there like arm wrestling <laughs> and an entire bar of gay men <laughs> screaming and rooting for whichever girl they were supporting. Ooh. And also very, very nice because when you get into a bar and you know it's Fact Hack Appreciation Night, immediately you know all the girls there are your homies. You know mm. what I mean? That they, Everybody there is there with their gay friends. It feels very safe and it feels like a community. And I think that maybe because we are so online these days and people don't get face-to-face, a little bit of this um, celebration of who we are and our allies is lost. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that, you know, you step into a space and you know every woman here is an ally. There's an immediate solidarity oh, with, with, a, with a woman that you don't know and then you go and arm wrestle her, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially, hashtag context, you know, because I mean, if we really want to tear that term fact hack apart, it starts with the word fact. 
right? And I think the people who are making noise about this term being used for the play and everything, let's be fair, like, you know, not everyone is going to be comfortable with that word yep. until now. And that's fine. And that's fine, right? We're not saying that this is a word that we are imposing on, on you, and we're not saying you have to be okay with it, but we're saying that some people are okay with it and some people are okay with calling themselves that. Like just the other day, my friend and I, you know, we went for a spin class and we were in the male locker room, which is as macho a place as you can get. Mm-hmm. And then he was putting on his moisturizer while the other guys, probably straight, were like just wiping themselves dry and everything. It sounds very homoerotic, but I swear this is not, <laughs> it's not a porn film or whatever. It was just us trying to like get out of there, okay? Because we were so shocked from the spin class. But then we were talking about moisturizing and, you know, some putting some block and everything. And then at some point, we just both look at each other and my friend was like, wow, we are really such faggots. Huh? And in that moment, it was okay. Yes. Because, you know, it was again context. Yes. And we were aware that hetero guys normally, yeah. again, not to stereotype anyone, but normally wouldn't talk about moisturizing and putting on some block. I mean, and also it's like, like if I'm at my gay friend's house and they are fussing and fussing and fussing about the flower arrangement, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, adjust and readjust and adjust and readjust and the curtain, then, then you know what I mean? You're just looking at like, you're a damn qua, can, can you please come here and talk to me? Yes. It's a mix of that exasperation, but also with appreciation. Yeah. I, and I think that's why your fact hack appreciation night was so precious because... In its history, obviously, that word's very loaded. It obviously has been used as a slur. It has been used to like hurt people, to put people down, to make people feel small. There is such power, and there's a power of language because it can always be turned on its head. Mm. And you can take it back. And you can take it back. And I think that is essentially what you're doing, and I really salute that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But I also know that there are many older gay men um, from England, for example, who reject the word queer. Because that was a very derogatory term uh, used on them mm. uh, in their youth. And also, fag is like cigarette for them. Yes, right? correct. <laughs> so, you know, uh, language changes, context changes. And um, you would think, why? Well, why? Q is like so... A lot of people will feel that queer is just very part of their vocabulary now. Yeah. But I can tell you an older British man completely rejects that word yeah it it really is a very personal thing because everyone has their own relationship with words right um and for me i'm a little bit more sensitive right so i have never used that word so many times in a conversation in my life (laughs) what word (laughs) say it even (laughs) say it josh i'm saying as as many times as i can in sort of relation to the conversation that we're having right but like i get very easily triggered by not just words but 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 by music by Mm. um places like i struggle with ptsd with a few things so so um, my mind is geared like that anyway, where if a bad situation happens and it's linked to something, my brain will then develop that PTSD very quickly and I'll start avoiding people or places or words or music. So like that word is linked for me is gaming. So it's used a lot in gaming to, to mm. make fun of other people. I see. Uh, they'll use that word. They'll use the F word. That, that word. Or it'll F-A-G-G-O-T. be... F-A-G-G-O-T that word or like gay just even gay mm. bro that's mm. so gay mm. dude he's running away he's so gay yeah. you know like right. they use that so often in gaming and it's so triggering when mm. you play online games and, and it's so casually I can see why I can see why tossed yeah. around like that when it comes to more specific gay slurs there are some Singaporean words that we've talked about on the show as well like bapo for mm. a long time I was so triggered by that word and I just could not handle that word or aqua or aqua like mm. right? yeah. and, and when it's used like aqua 
like water mm. or like I was taking my driving lesson there was aquaplaning and just when the, the instructor said aquaplaning everyone started laughing already yeah. and I was like you know so those words are a little bit more triggering for me um, but going to your show I did not feel any of that I felt like you are redefining that word and, and you're explaining through your stories your real life stories what that role has been for you not yeah. just for yourself but the people around you yeah I didn't set out to be this I'll say it fag hag <laughs> and I've been I didn't set out it wasn't my life's aim to set out to be a fag hag or the fag hag that counts down Pink Dot mm-hmm. you know every year it just evolved that way, you know? And Chief fag hack. <laughs> Queen fag hack. Queen and, fag hack. and I'm curious because one of the stories that you share in the show was that I think multiple times yeah. you were crushing on someone. Yeah. <laughs> even the little relationship yeah, may then, start. And then like, eh, gay le. Yeah. yeah. And instead of being angry at them, instead of, you know, resenting them. Oh, I've never felt angry. You took um, a more maternal... Yeah. Friendship. I've never felt angry um, with a guy who turned out to be gay after going out with him. Never. I I, I, I can't even comprehend why would anybody be angry. Because some know? people do take it personally. They're like, oh, know, something's wrong with me, which is why you don't want to get with me. You yeah, know? and I guess it's just an innate understanding from a very... Maybe in my late teens, I realized that it's not... It's not a choice. We talk about shame a lot on the SG boys. Unfortunately for queer people, that is that first feeling that they get in response to whatever beautiful feeling they get. If they have a crush on someone or they're drawn to someone, they're immediately told, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Taboo. This is wrong. I need to atone for this. I need to seek help. I need to speak to someone because this is not right. So it's a very, very terrifying feeling. At that same time, while as beautiful as it is to know that at that young age is also such a scary time. Oh, it's super scary. Yeah. I can so imagine how scary it is. I mean, as a straight teenager already, it's like, it's very scary. So as a gay teenager, it must be like just mind-boggling. It's very, yeah. very scary. I believe in God, right? So I believe everyone has a purpose, everyone has a role. And, and it almost seems like before I was born, God looked at me and was like, you're going to lead a very different life. It's not going to be very easy, uh, but it's going to be a different life. And I will show you a different part of this world and other people that you meet because of the differences that you have. And for you, it's like, I'm going to make you someone that supports these people, that champions these people, that makes it a little bit easier for these people. And I just think that that role is such a beautiful role as well. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's it's not something I chose. As I mentioned in my show, I don't know why, but I'm attracted to gay men and gay men are attracted to me. <laughs> and we gravitate towards each other. So, you know, people ask, why are you doing this? Why are you fighting so hard? It's not your fight. I'm like, it is my fight because my logical family, my chosen family, so many of them are gay. Mm. I refuse to accept them as criminals. Technically, in Singapore, they're still criminals. I refuse this. It is my fight. Because it's my family seen as criminals. It's not right. When you are faced with like, you know, homophobic comments or like behavior, when you are faced with such instances, like how do you react as an ally? I run the Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking um, franchise in Singapore as well. That is a very active uh, supporter of Ping Dong. So what happened when Singaporean businesses started supporting Ping Dong? There was a lot of backlash 
from religious right people, fun- fundamentalists, who wrote to these companies and said, we're going to boycott you, we are, or you know what you're supporting, blah, blah. And I was just waiting, waiting at my computer. Come on, somebody write to me from, at Alan Carr's Easy Way. And, and nobody did, you know. Mm. Maybe because I've been doing it for so many years and I've been so out there. It's not a sudden thing. I face it at Pink Dot, where people wear white and turn up. Mm. But then the sky goes dark and then the pink lights come on and your white reflects even more pink. You know what I mean? Oh, I love <laughs> that. White turns to pink anyway. Or there are people who mill about at Pink Dot calling the police for every small reason. Somebody has littered. It's a guy wearing a skirt. It's obscene. You know, like, I face it like this, but I, f- I don't face it alone. When mm. I'm at Pink Dot, dude, I am standing on the stage. The whole crew is behind me. I mean, I, so I don't feel frightened. I am straight. That is my armour. And because those who are not straight or who are afraid of coming out, and I I feel for all the young people who go to Pink Knot in a heavy jacket Mm. and not wanting to reveal that they're wearing pink that day and only when they get to Hong Lim Park and then they look at all the thousands of other people wearing pink, then they take off that jacket. I have the armour. So for now, you stand behind me. You stand behind me, it's fine. But one day... I hope that you can stand beside me and wear pink, you know what I mean? And not have to wear that jacket on the train coming. I am a straight ally. I have armor and Mm. it doesn't hurt me. It's fine. I will hold the shield up for you for now. You can stand behind me. Singapore's national colors are red and white. You combine it together, you get pink. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm just getting, I don't want to get all emotional and everything, but not daring to wear pink to Pink Dot. That was me, my first year of Pink Dot. Oh, and, and what I'm year actually, was that? I'm, very, I'm such a late bloomer. The last in-person one was 2019, is it? Mm, yes. Yeah, so 2018. I've That's only late. Been, yes, I know, I know, <laughs> and I'm 33. But hey, like, better late than never, right? It took me that long. Even this shirt that I'm wearing right now, right? You know, Drama Queen, it says. This was my CCA t-shirt because I was in Raffles Players back in the day. Oh my God, I'm, I'm from Raffles Players really? too. Look at that. I wore this for you because I was like, oh, you know, I'm meeting another drama queen, so I must wear a drama queen. I think I've had this shirt since like 2005 or six, and I didn't start wearing it until very recently because I was like so concerned about like people looking at it and like, why is this guy wearing a shirt that says queen? Right. And same way when I walked out of my house back in 2018 for my first pink dot. I mean, my parents were still at home and I wasn't officially out to them yet. I don't even think they knew it was pink dot day. Right, it probably didn't register on their radar, but I just felt so self-conscious. And I think it was a lot of like just internalized shame and everything, you know. And I, I put it in my bag and then I went to the public toilet and changed. I really want to say this to all allies out there. Like, please don't ever, ever underestimate like the power that you have and the influence and the difference that you make to a little gay boy or girl who's out there. No, absolutely. Yeah. Recently, I found out that in an office, even though they had a diversity arm and it was pride month and they were having a pride party and you know it was a very inclusive big multinational corporation and all it took was for one straight colleague to put a gay flag on her table and a closeted colleague pulled her aside and said this action of you putting a pride flag on your table means so much to me and she came out 
Uh, she came oh. out to this colleague, you know, she said, no one in this office knows that I'm gay, but because you put the flag there, I feel such a relief that I'm able to tell you, even though this company is an open-minded company, it's like, so, so yeah, every little act. If you're afraid to wear your rainbow t-shirt, I'm not. I love rainbows. I'll wear a rainbow t-shirt, you know. I'll wear a pride mask, you know what I mean? So we haven't been able to have Ping Dot in person for two years now. On the one hand, when it's online, every more people can attend and people who wouldn't ordinarily be brave enough to go to Ping Dot in the flesh um, can watch it online. But at the same time, there is nothing like if you're coming to your first Ping Dot as a young person, turning up and seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of people wearing pink and knowing that you have a tribe. All the pink balloons and all the people and going, oh my God, I am not a freak. You know, so that is very, very important. On that note, it's time to play a little game with Pam <laughs> oh, Ui. <dear. laughs> okay. This game is called... Hi, gay. Pam, we're going to present you with different scenarios where you have to give advice to the gay. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Beginning with so, hi, gay. Hi, gay. Okay. Hi, gay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. The gay is drunk outside the club. Hi, gay. I'm going to get you out of danger's way. Get off the road. Okay, oh. come sit on the sidewalk. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me. Can you remember where you live? Can you? Do you remember where you live? Okay. If he can remember, I'll call a grab and, you know, put him in a grab and send him back to his, wherever he lives. Mm. If he's incoherent, then drink water first. Drink water, drink water, drink water. Still not clearer, then puke. Please, puke. Go to bring him to the toilet. Puke, 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 puke. And ask again, do you remember where you live? And then where are your friends? Where are your friends? Yeah. Where are your friends? And then just try and make sure that he gets home. Lah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Really, yeah. Beautiful. I like yeah, that. That's very yeah. sweet. It, it really depends on whether he, how much he's puking. Also, right. This is life, mean, it's life skills. Because if it's, if it's really very, very drunk and passed out, there's very little I can do. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Some people will just call the ambulance straight up. No lah, no ambulance lah. The uh, guy is uh, drunk. It's not... Uh, new road, I see so many times like alcohol poisoning. Okay, so I don't know they... whether you all have... You know about this, but if a girl is puking, I don't know whether it's cold or whether it's... Like, I, I've done it many times. When a girl is puking, you go behind a stranger and you hold up her hair for her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just let her... So that her hair doesn't get all the icky yeah. puke. Yeah, hold up her hair for her. Yeah. But usually her friends are doing it for her lah. But mm. if she's alone, then yeah. You help her out. Yeah. And then when people are about to drink a flaming Lamborghini, wait, what's your address? Tell me now. Then uh, I write okay. down. <laughs> While they're oh. still sober Before they drink it, I, I write down an address. Then they drink the flaming Lamborghini. Then, then okay. Then, then they tow. Then you send them then home. Then I send them okay, home. Yeah. I see. Then next day, they, how did I get home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Pam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next scenario. The gay is unsure about getting themselves tested. They feel very anxious and alone. Hi, gay. There is an anonymous testing center um, in Jalan Besar, okay? You don't even need to give your IC. You go there, you take a number, you give your blood sample, and then you come back in half an hour, and then you just know whether it's positive or negative. And then there's AFA that you can reach out to if you're positive. But today, HIV is very is very easy to live with it. 
Um, there are many drugs now that can help you live a totally normal life. Auntie Pam knows several HIV-positive people, uh, and they're fine. It's fine. But next time, please use condom. Thank you. That's beautiful. <laughs> the gay say something mean mm. and bitchy about women. Oh. Like something very hateful and misogynistic. Oh. There's a particular segment in the show where I show the anatomy of a female body mm. and it gets a reaction. This really was the seed of a performance that I did in Happy. A full bar on a Friday night with gay men. And the screaming that happened, it was hysterical. It was, I couldn't hear myself talk. I mean, they were just screaming and screaming and screaming. And it was very, very funny to me. But I had to maintain my character as a nurse and wait for the laughter to die down. But it didn't. It just screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed. And I was explaining the anatomy and screaming, 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 laughing, laughing, laughing. I mean, everybody was crying, you know. And um, I remember this point where my hairstylist, who was in the audience, he found a moment of silence and he screamed, Take it down! Or I won't cut your hair anymore! I'm laughing the ultimate threat Your hairstylist Refuses to style Or cut your hair anymore If you talk anymore Anymore about this This female part of the body Why is it So uh, Revolting For some people And I really really think It's not A misogynistic thing Even girls Don't Take careful looks At their own Female genitals You know Whereas Guys And girls see the penis all the time it just dangles out and they so glorify it, it, it as well it's yeah. just you can look at it it's mm. not hidden you know what I mean I also have found through my journey as an ally that even the views of my gay friends around me have changed through the years you know they may have been misogynistic or slightly a little bit misogynistic and now um, they're not so mm. I think it also takes human experience to go through it come together and know that you are human you know yeah and if we go back to the whole fag hack term controversy i think it's very important for all of us to show each other some grace second chances to learn from each other to hear each other's stories and and the context of why we use certain words and what words mean to different people and, and hear each other out the last thing we want is to like bash each other out within the community how else are we gonna like love anyone else, right? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Because mm. no infighting, please. We have a common goal, you know. Yeah. LGBTQ plus plus means allies, you know. So yeah. we have to work together so that everybody feels more included. And we know? can learn from each other, yeah. right? And and very often the L does not know what the G or the B or the T or the Q or the I A plus goes through, and that's why we're here in a community saying. We're a community first. Yeah. Okay, now let's learn from each other. Let's not diss on each other, you know? Yeah. Because there's really bigger problems at hand, guys. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to also add something on a more yeah. personal level. Sure. How I'm like, you know, guilty of being that younger gay back in the day where, you know, I, I, I did say things about my female friends that I can't say I'm like very proud of. It was obviously all like disguised as jokes and everything. Whether you're like commenting on like, you know, a woman's like body 
or whether they're revealing too much. I think gay guys often forget that we, at the end of the day, as much as we're gay and we see ourselves as a minority and that, you know, we're fighting for equal rights, we also forget that we are guys and that there is so much privilege that comes with being a guy walking on this earth. It's the patriarchy, right? And it's also like male privilege through the years, just being so ingrained in like even little kids saying, oh, um, boys don't cry. You yeah, know, absolutely. boys are tougher than women. Women are weak. You're hysterical. Like it comes from hysteria, which is the womb. It's like weakness is always associated with women. Yeah, and I think that that really needs to go. I say this as someone who has been there and said rather regretful stuff and I'm looking back now I think always be like you know aware of our own privilege and know that while we're fighting for our rights know that there are also other rights that we ought to fight for and we ourselves can be allies as well if yeah. that makes sense my my son is 10 and he's about to enter into uh, the tweens and you know there will be other guys talking shit and about girls and you know what I mean so I am now navigating this very interesting space uh, of educating my son on what's right and what's not. And of course, you can't go up in a... It's not a superhero world. You just can't go up to a guy and say, you can't say that about a girl. I mean, it doesn't happen that way. But there are different ways to deal with it. I am very diligent. I take aware's uh, cause of birds and the bees. <laughs> Essentially, all of us are always looking for that parental figure to tell us what's right, what's wrong, what's the right word to use, what's the right way to love, what's the right way to treat each other. And and I think we as adults realize that there isn't that figure that's going to tell us this is right and this is wrong. And that's why I think it's more important for us to, to not say like, hi, I'm not perfect or I'm just human, to sort of make excuses that way. I, I think it should already be a given that all of us don't know, but all of us want love and all of us want acceptance and all of us want to find someone to spend some time with. So help me to understand what you're going through. I can share what I'm feeling and then we can learn, assess with each other and, and spread that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That and, space, you know? And this is very interesting because of your high gay section. <laughs> Because one of the key takeaways of this course that I'm attending for my son's future is to how to learn, for me to learn, how to be an askable parent. If there are questions that your kid needs to ask and you really hope that the first person they ask is you, even if it's about sex. Mm. It's not easy. You know, you really have to train yourself to be an askable parent now when he's 10 so that when he's 14, he can ask you. Yeah. Pam uh, will answer any questions. Um, Please go to her Instagram and start with <laughs> hi gay. <laughs> so if you all haven't already seen Fact Hack, honestly, mm. I went in with, okay, not say zero expectations, but I went in just with an open mind and I got so much more out of it. I think and, my quick review is that I'm a very different person after watching the show compared oh. to before watching the show. Yeah. Oh man. And I feel that change. You know, I feel oh. that change. Yeah. And you can be straight, gay, LGBTQIA, whatever letter of the alphabet soup. And you will still enjoy the show, confirm. Like so we you can also get a very good apps workout because it's <laughs> fucking funny. So um if you haven't already watched it or if you want to watch it again, please go get your tickets on Cystic, okay? And the show is running from fourth till the fourteenth of November at the Walrice Theatre in Funan. Yay! And if we happen to miss it, because it's tickets are high in demand and you've sold out multiple shows 
will you do like a Netflix thing? Because, you know, we've seen like some like theater productions put their product eventually on their official website, especially during the COVID period, right? And I feel like your show is, like what you said, you've done some of the bits before when there was Happy. These the, This show needs to be seen and available all the time. I will have to reserve my <laughs> comments because it is, let me tell you that it is being considered. Oh, <gasps> oh my God. No, I mean like, no, 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 no. Relax, relax. Not, I mean, I, I, it is in the works. We are looking at the possibility of putting it online on a platform. We are looking into it. <gasps> Can you not see it? Like, fag hack, Netflix, Netflix exclusive. I can see I, it. Right, I, can right? see, I can see you as like the next Ellie Wong, like having a stand-up special. Yeah, I love Ellie Wong. Can you imagine <gasps> if Margaret Cho chances upon it on Netflix? Yeah. So we are working through oh some gosh. very thick legal um, matters right now. So let's see. Let's see. Just say yes and ask for 10 million. And if they lowball you, don't do it. Okay? Yeah. Okay, you manage for me? Yeah, okay, can. <laughs> I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.